0: Hello, everyone. This is the Speaking for Him podcast. Before we get to today's show, I just wanted to say a few brief words. Uh, uh, This coming uh, next week, I believe it's Tuesday, marks the 40th anniversary of Roe v. Wade, the court decision that legalized abortion in all 50 states. We're going to talk about that a little bit on the show. And I just have to say that I couldn't help but notice The irony of the president's statements after the Newtown, Connecticut shooting, talking about all these children um, who would not see a future because they were taken by an assassin's bullet, but more than 55 million unborn babies uh, have been taken before they even get out of their mother's womb. So let's keep that in mind as we go into this very important podcast.
1: A very good Friday to you. Welcome to
0: another edition of the Speaking for Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of our podcast, Andrew Gommerson. Hello, Adam, and I am very privileged to have on the phone with us today Ed Rivett. He's the legislative director of Right to Life in Michigan. He has a busy schedule, and we're very glad for a moment of his time. Ed, how are you today?
1: I'm great, and I'm so pleased to be part of your podcast here. This is a great technology and a great opportunity to share the message about uh what this Roe anniversary is about and what abortion means in our country
0: so ed how long have you worked for right to life
1: uh i am uh just completing my 25th year so uh, i guess a quarter century in the trenches here for the cause of life
0: so you were there pretty early on but that's that's pretty exciting because with experience comes uh experience that's the best way to put that (laughs)
1: Well, so. hopefully, some wisdom that comes along with that experience—you learn from your mistakes.
0: Absolutely, and hopefully, help others avoid mistakes. Uh, so, I, I mentioned in the in the opening that it's it's been uh, forty years and about fifty five million babies. Is there a more exact number?
1: There really isn't. It varies from fifty five to some estimates, maybe fifty. Seven million, um, of course, because there's not adequate and accurate reporting. Uh, several of the states don't have any kind of reporting requirement. The CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, the federal government estimates. Um, so it's really difficult to know. And uh, even in a state like Michigan, where we do have a required reporting law, we're, we're reasonably sure that some abortionists are not completely following that law. They're not reporting each abortion uh, that they perform. So it's possible that the number could be somewhat higher than even 55 or 57 million. Um, Then it's it's unfortunate that that we don't know, but the number is catastrophic uh, and tragic regardless of how big it is.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, In the movie Lincoln, Ed, which I had the privilege of recently seeing, it's strongly implied that the Thirteenth Amendment was imperative to abolishing slavery. How important do you think a Human Life Amendment would be in this battle, and how realistic is it to think that we could have one?
1: Well, you know, the way that I see the battle shaping up uh, with abortion will be somewhat different um, than uh, than we had the slavery battle. I don't think th- I think the Human Life Amendment is going to be the uh, the exclamation point at the end of our victory. I actually think we'll succeed in our country in restoring protections to the unborn through the law first, because we had, uh, in most states, pretty strong protection for the unborn from abortion um, before Roe v. Wade. Remember when our country was founded, and there was even great division among our founding fathers with the forming of our Constitution and the Three-Fifths Compromise, because there there were some who felt our nation shouldn't begin its history and shouldn't begin its formation with legal slavery but it was the only way to bring the union together and so there was a there was already a legal presumption of of uh... slaves not being persons but property uh... in our country we had a long history first of abortion being illegal and unborn children protected in the law and then we had this abrupt rupture of our tradition uh... with roe versus wade so i think in the battle we will kind of reverse it and go backward and restore ourselves first to legal protection of the unborn uh, after Roe was reversed, then laws in the various states, then perhaps the national law, and then ultimately we will re-enshrine, we'll re-enshrine constitutional protection into our Constitution. So that's the way I see the battle will, will proceed over time.
0: Why are people still talking today about how bad slavery was, but they don't bat an eye as a general rule, uh, or at least as the media would have you believe, about the scourge of abortion?
1: Well, unfortunately, I think uh, the reason it can be dismissed so readily uh, is, is too many apologists uh, for bringing the, the scourge of legal abortion to us are still here today. The ones who were young and who were advocates in the 60s and 70s uh, and through the feminist movement who saw it as a crusade, saw it as a necessity of liberation for women, etc., they're still with us. Until they literally have died off and are no longer a, a voice in our, in our culture, um, Their agitation and their efforts at at keeping abortion legal and and fundamental to women's rights, that's not going to be able to fade away, because certainly um, there is no longer uh, a point, a a kind of a blank check acceptance of abortion as not killing a human being. They have lost that battle among the pro-abortion folks. And eventually the other elements of seeing that abortion is unjust Seeing that it is harmful to women, seeing that it undermines the sanctity of human life in our culture, uh, all those things are going to have to kind of gradually build in after those voices for abortion uh, have been more quieted.
0: Thank you, Ed. Can you talk a little bit about what, what major strides are being made in Michigan and what legislations might be coming down the pipeline to help us here in Michigan maintain our respect for human life?
1: Well, you know, Andrew, there's some really exciting things going on. Um, Of course, we were able to pass at the very end of of 2012 a major, major bill that is going to do a lot to rein in and reform the abortion industry in our state. It's going to require clinics to be licensed for the first time in in 40 years of legal abortion. They'll be inspected and licensed. Um, We're going to screen for coercion against women. Um, we're going to uh, we're going to prohibit webcam abortions. This was a huge bill that did so much and is going to really, as I said, rein in the abortion industry. But you know, some of that is already happening because in the last month, in fact, in the last three weeks, two abortion clinics in Michigan have closed down. If you saw the headlines, of course, on the west side of the state, that the clinic in Muskegon was closed by the fire marshal the day after Christmas uh, because they went in and saw that it was. Just absolutely uh, a complete safety hazard, uh, almost a death trap in terms of, of the building itself not being safe from a fire marshal's perspective, let alone a health and safety standard. Um, and this today we learned that a longtime abortion clinic in Niles, Michigan, uh, on the southern border of our state, um, has closed down, the clinic operator was an abortionist who traveled in from Wisconsin a few days a week or even only one day a week to do abortions. Uh, he's aging now and is looking to retire and get out of the abortion business. And uh, He just shut the clinic down and put it up for sale, put the building up. So two clinics within, uh, since actually the day after Christmas, uh, essentially are no longer in business in our state. So that's, that's another exciting trend to see that that these providers who are really kind of on the margins of their profession, kind of uh, a bit shady characters, are just closing up shop, which is a great, great thing.
0: Okay, Adam, Okay, okay, Ed, we're getting ready to um, let you go and get back to your busy schedule. But before that, Adam, is there anything that you would like to say to add? Add any questions? Yes. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you for what you do. Uh, it, it's a blessing that you're a part of that and, and standing up for what's right. So thank you for your time and commitment to that. Uh, speaking of that time of commitment, maybe people are listening and they're saying, you know, I want to be a part of this as well. Is there a way that people can be involved with Right to Life or a website, a place they can go to to get more information?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Right to Life of Michigan is one of the busiest and most dynamic state Right to Life groups in the country, and we have the easiest website of all. It's just rtl.org, as in Right to Life, rtl.org. On the web, um, certainly they can look up events that are going to be happening in relation to the Roe vs. Wade 40th anniversary. There are, of course, folks going on the March for Life to Washington, D.C. There are local events happening around our state, uh, and there are many more activities that are happening. So RTL.org is your gateway to all sorts of uh, information, tons of educational information, and lots of activities that they can connect with.
0: All right, Adwell, keep fighting the fight, keep sharing the message, and thank you so much. For spending some time with us today
1: and andrew and adam what a great team i'm very pleased to be part of your show thanks for having me
0: thank you well that was ed rivett the legislative director for right to life of michigan again if you need more information about right to life you can contact www.rtl.org i had the privilege of working there for 10 and a half years and i really enjoyed it And uh, they're quality people there. So uh, go to that website. Get involved. Now I want to share with you something very special that I found on YouTube. Uh, This is from Pat Boone. It's from 1984. But I think it so eloquently uh, uh, talks about and explains the pro-life position. So give this a listen, and then I'll be back for closing thoughts.
2: dream the other night. Never had a dream like it, so profound, so troubling. I I woke up trembling in tears. In this dream, I don't know if I can describe it, I I heard a child's voice, a baby, speaking to me almost in a whisper, I think. But I could hear her clearly, full of primal joy at being newly alive. I felt deeply that child's reverence and awe at the discovery of its own existence, and I shared in the excitement. But then I heard another voice, and another. And soon there seemed to be thousands, maybe millions, I couldn't count them, all in various stages of development, all grateful for life all singing the same urgent chorus, the same fervent plea. And I realized, though each and every one of those children was already experiencing life, not one had yet been born.
3: Glad to be alive. are very glad to be alive. at me. I'm a half inch longer. And I feel another heart, big and strong, somewhere all around me. Is that my mother? i She, I can grow
2: nose. And I think my mother knows I'm here. I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> I woke up then, and I knew I was hearing something real. Thousands of unborn children were singing to me from their mother's wombs. And they're not just mindless bits of flesh. They're human beings already in touch with their mothers, with God with life, they deserve to live.
0: And there you have it. Pat Boone from 1984 giving his tribute to the unborn. Do you know, I know often it's a common thing to have a moment of silence when there's a tragedy. And I didn't do the math on this before the show. Maybe I should have. But if you did a moment of silence for each of the 55 million plus babies that have lost their lives since the Supreme Court, since... Nine men, or a team of nine men, by, I believe, a seven-to-two decision, decided that abortion was a matter of a woman's privacy, you'd have a lot of dead air. Days upon days. Just think about that. We're about to close, but before we do, I want to say that as we approach this anniversary on Tuesday, mourn, yes, Pray, yes. But don't just think about how the world views abortion. Think about how we as Christians view human life. I think sometimes we as Christians have the same attitude or similar attitudes to children than those who are unbelievers. We say that we'll we'll fit them in whenever they're possible or whenever they're convenient, I should say. Or we buy the myth of overpopulation. But the reality is that children are a blessing from the Lord and they're one of the only uh, things that the Bible directly calls a blessing. So I really want to challenge you. Are you fully embracing the blessing that God has for you in children? Now I know they have their place. Obviously, um, they should be born in wedlock. But even... Those born out of wedlock, God has a plan for. If you're struggling with a bad decision about abortion that you've made in the past, you can contact Right to Life about that, too. They'll be glad to help you. The web address, again, is www.rtl.org. This is Andrew Gomeson for speaking for him, saying have a good weekend and enjoy your life, especially if you know Jesus Christ Who said, I am come to give them life and life more abundant? Have a great weekend.